you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. episode was amazing. I mean, it really gave me a lot of new information on things that I have no idea about. I'll be honest with you, it's nothing I've studied. I think it's really hard to study what she was talking about, which is why I was really grateful for yes. her coming on because I'm like, where did you get all that information? I think and you know as as because I wanted to look into it and learn more and as mm-hmm. we're researching for this episode, that's kind of one of the things I found was there's just not a lot out there on elementals. No. And which, if it is, it looks like a video game or something like that. It's not like it's not like what you're looking for. Right. If you go if you need to go look for chakras, you can go from ancient text all the way over to You get the, a million results on you know, Google. The way that yeah. <laughs> we do it here, yeah. yeah. The Western version of chakras basically. Yeah. But when you're like, hmm, I wonder what a blue water dragon looks like and what its origin is, and I wonder sirens mermaids elves muse gnomes like outside of the yeah i don't know it's it's hollywood all, it's all hollywood it's all hollywood and comic books like yeah. that's all you're gonna get speaking of as i'm doing my research i didn't pull a lot in from them for um, kind of giving information but i found something called the lucidity festival you can look up at look it up at lucidityfestival.com is this one you were telling me about last yes. week oh, tell me more <laughs> okay so This is, it's a camping festival. It's a huge festival from what it sounds like. But so they have like these different realms, like the earth realm, the water realm, all of this kind of stuff, which is, of course, why it came up during the research, because I'm trying to figure out what realms are. (laughs) Every, every time we go to research something, they're like, here you go. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, here's where you need to be. Here's where you need to go. (laughs) But it looks like a super cool festival. And I mean, I don't know if we'll make it there or not in 2022, but when is it did you say july no april april oh, 8th april. through the 10th 2022 santa barbara california um it looks really cool and i kind of hope that we could go there and just like live stream the whole time i was gonna say i don't see why we can't go it's it's a ways away money money is why we may not be able to go but it's a ways away we can <laughs> save up for it yeah and I with know. two of us it's not like you're on your own you already <laughs> went and lived in a van for a few from california and back oh, so, so you fun. still have a bunch yeah. of the supplies right <laughs> I mean, we could rent a minivan and go for it. Yeah. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've slept in a van. (laughs) I'm totally fine with traveling and sleeping in a van. Well, and it's a campground, right? So, like, we could even take a tent. And it's California, so it's not like we're going to need, like, heaters or air conditioners. I'm I'm up for anything. Right. If you're like, pack a bag, let's go shy. I'm on my way. Let's go to the Lucidity Festival, which, I mean, full disclosure, I'm sure there's some lucidity things happening there other than just... You know, it, it's a full hippie fest. There's a bunch of people <laughs> what yeah. meditating and being nice to each other. Is that what you're talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the things that are illegal to purchase in most states. It's not our fault that the beautiful plant <laughs> medicine of this world has Agreed. been hijacked. Agreed. So don't you can't. Let, you, I'm not demonizing like, it. I'm just. I know it's illegal, but it's not yeah. supposed to be. Right. And psychedelic medicine. Right. I mean, I would 
Okay. Whew. You said <laughs> microdosing, and I'm like, listen, this will be a part of my future. Right. But understanding that you, you're right, you can't get it in like a legal format. Yeah. Um, I am ignorant to it to where it could benefit me versus thinking that it would benefit me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be one of those people that are trying to build the meditation pathways and all of the other habits I'm doing and rely on that as a foreign substance well, to get as, you there. Well, yeah. as the root right. of it. I don't mm-hmm. mind. I don't mind digging, digging my own ways. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bug me at all. But when I get there and I am to that point, I do know it's going to be a part of my future. Mm-hmm. And I also know that it's going to be a very nice figure coming into my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like, know, like they'll already be doing it. They'll be like a practitioner at it. Right. You know, and it'll just be a very, very open dialogue An easy journey it'll be a very easy yeah microdosing journey yeah but i do have <laughs> friends that uh do do it for mental health and they've been able to get off all of the yeah crazy pills with all the crazy side effects it. and the crazy part is is all of them like they've always been most of my friends have always been like some type of creator mm-hmm. whether it's music art you know yeah. whatever they want to do um and that they went straight back to creating and mm. that is um that's just that's beautiful that's beautiful to me mm-hmm. But it's also a quote that I read yesterday from someone on Instagram scrolling where it said, um, you can you can uh, fix a psychopath with giving them creativity and letting them build a language with the demons inside of them. Mm. And through, you know, painting, art, writing, whatever art is the is the language of our of like our shadow side. And you can and you can connect with it kindly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the purify your disposition and. Da, 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 da. most people get this idea that like if they've done something bad or they are bad or you know they want to be good so to speak and you have to face that side of yourself they have to like destroy it or um oppress it or mm-hmm. but you, you gotta hug that lion right and then kind of give it a safe space and then also yeah you have to build a language with it mm-hmm. so yeah that makes i thought that was sense. really cool that again microdosing psilocybin and all of these things that as growing up you're like oh my god stay away from that mm-hmm. and now i'm like i can uh i can say that psilocybin was one of the things that helped me when yeah. i was younger it helped me break the cycles that i was in yeah and uh i actively look forward to the day when we can use those plant medicines without fear of going to jail oh it's ridiculous <laughs> I can't wait. I'm uh, I'm so excited to get into plant medicine that I actually found a retreat in Costa Rica. And I've um, given myself... A, like for ayahuasca? N- well, ayahuasca is part of it. It's yeah. a full week of plant medicine. You do two days of that and you yeah. do three other plant medicine rituals. Yeah. And it's... It's facilitated properly. The proper right, shaman's so the important. proper place. Mm-hmm. You, you go in, you get to learn about everything. You collect your own material. Mm-hmm. It's not whitewashed Mm. you know what i'm saying yeah like and i need i want to go and i want to learn and i am open to all of that um but i've given myself like a two-year time limit on it because a lot of the things that they offer me i'm still building up for Mm -hmm. and so now i'm like okay the next two years are really really important especially with figuring out the rest of the things i don't want in my diet that are Mm -hmm. preventing me um you know getting whatever other practices in tune and you know pathways in my mind built just right because when I go that's I mean that's a lot of money but that's a big trip and mm-hmm. not that I'm putting a bunch of expectations on the <laughs> trip or anything but I do know what I'm going to get out of it and I want to be at like the most heightened clear point when I get into Costa Rica right you don't want to get there and have to have it get you clear 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. then you come home and start doing and the work. And then I come you home wanna, and start doing yeah. the work. I would rather just like get everything out be here. Be clear and let it do the be work. Be clear and then go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and just that makes be sense. a very clear conduit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope I said that correctly. It sounded correct. I, I want to be a <laughs> copper pipe. <laughs> clear. <laughs> okay. So lucididityfestival.com. Um, check it out. We might be there. Who knows? Um, but so talking about the elemental realm, um, like I said, it was it was pretty difficult for me to find a lot of information on this. What I did find was I what I was really curious about is where did elementals come from to begin with? Like what started that? What brought it into our language and our consciousness and everything else as far as what we can find from history? Um, and so a lot of people point to Paracelsus. Um, which is a person. <laughs> it's not a disease. I thought it was a bacteria. Yeah, it sounds like, like it, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> so Paracelsus, um, he lived very late 1500s, early, very late 1400s, early 1500s. So mostly in the 16th century. Um, and he was a German-speaking physician alchemist, Swiss-born. Um, and he was the first person to write about the elementals it was a it was a book actually the book wasn't published until he passed it was published in 1566 um but the book was uh, called a book on nymphs sylphs pygmies and salamanders and other spirits so he was the first one to kind of write about it and talk about it even though a lot of it really dates back to like even in roman times and greek times you know like um pygmies, different things like that. Those were all kind of those elemental creatures. Um, so he identified basically four different kinds for each each one of the elements. So he has the nymphs or the um, undine, which were water, water nymphs. So I'm guessing that's like mermaids. Um, the sylphs, that which came from the word sylvestris, which meant wild man, and they're of the air. Um, so, and a lot of times they also say that humans are air elementals, but we're aware of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the pygmies or gnomes, which was the earth and the salamanders or the volcanus, which was fire. And, um, he also described them, he described them at very real, like he said that they were, um, similar to humans, but kind of creature-like as well, and that the um, undines, which are the water nymphs, were human size. The sylphs, which were the air, um, are a little rougher, coarser, longer, stronger. And then gnomes, of course, of the earth, are short, which makes sense because you think of a gnome, you think short. (laughs) Not the little things in your yard, though. Um, And then the salamanders, which were long, narrow, and lean. So that really feels very dragonish to me, like as far as we, if we try to relate it to what we understand today. Um, And then even like, so one thing I thought was pretty interesting is it was understood that you couldn't see these creatures um, the Rosic- Rosicrucians had like a whole ceremony that they put together um, where you had to be um, basically let in to the realm to be able to see them. Um, it was an, they took an alchemical substance, which was called panacea or the universal medicine. 
wonder if it has anything to do with ayahuasca. I was just going to say that. I was like, there's a couple. Right? Oh, oh, man. Yeah. But so taking this medicine, then they would stare into a clear ball, a glass ball, that had been prepared for a month in direct sunlight with all the elements. And when they peered into that ball, they would see just countless of these other creatures that we can't see as humans. But then once they went through this inundation, they were able to see the elementals. You look like you want to say something. Well, I can't think of what it's called, but I feel like we talked about it before. It's the that chemical that's outlawed because apparently you can see ghosts in other realms. Right. No, it's it like a piece like of glass. It's a piece of glass that's, and I can't remember the name either. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, um, it's it's makes a piece of glass, and when you look through that particular piece of glass, you can see everything that humans can't see. Well, you can see everything that you were just describing. Yeah. But I was reading a story. I was telling my friend about it at work. Aunt, well, Andy. Mm-hmm. I was telling Andy. He's like, what do you mean this shit's outlawed? <laughs> yeah. And, and for like outlawed no for glass. like no reason. And then we were right. reading this paper online where this guy had like crazy ass security clearance. And he still to this day never figured out who actually had security clearance to be able to access this chemical or this glass or whatever. By the way, if you're listening and you have some of this glass, you can like bring and show us. We're here for it. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll meet you at the Keeper of the Plains. <laughs> I will meet you wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting dangerous. I know. Don't come some for rab- me, FBI. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, some rabbit stuff. But no, that's that literally is what popped up in my head yeah. when you were saying that they took that and they looked through the glass and they could see stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, you probably aren't bringing up some form of plant medicine to get into an altered state of consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. But that glass really... I know it exists on Earth here. Right. The, our own government made it illegal because people were seeing stuff, other things. That they don't want them to and see. And again, like not to get to... Right. But it's all out of our visual light spectrum. And that is a, that's a tool that we were able to yeah. see further than our human senses. And they right. took it away from us so they right. could dumb us down and believing that it's all hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. Well, and it kind of makes you think too, like um, I'm just thinking dogs, right? They have a certain... Uh, visual spectrum that they can see and they mm-hmm. don't see the colors that we see, right? Yeah. But maybe their visual spectrum is, you know, they see ghosts. They see things that are around the house My that you don't Jax see. My dog growls at a guy in our house all the time. Right? And it's just, it's like a, it's a shadow person. It's, he's just passing through. He's, there's yeah. nothing in our house. Yeah. But still, Calypso just looks at me like, Jax is stupid. <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, go to your kennel, please. Stop. (laughs) But he'll bark at it all the time. Yeah. And it's like maybe, you know, our vision spectrum, like if if you're on a scale of vision spectrum goes from one to Mm ten. Maybe ours is like five to seven. But dogs is like four to six. So they can't see the seven and we can't see the four. That's a great way. But mine was like when I was a kid and I learned about a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, you, you like you, yeah. you saw somebody use it and the dog reacted and you're like, I'm cool. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, <laughs> like you can't hear it. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. But now that I've studied hertz and low frequencies. vibrations, frequencies, all of that, I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. This just opens up a whole new world. Right. <laughs> a whole new world. And it's just, just it's, kidding. you know, it's like all this knowledge is commonplace that, yeah, dogs just see different than us. But ha- do we ever stop and question like, why? Why and what and how? And why do our senses stop at a certain rate and what? Yeah. why don't they? Right. 
why can some people have like miraculous, amazing healing gifts and other people work at it? Other people are natural. Like why is all, right. why is all this happening, Desiree? I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. I'm freaking out, Sometime man. in the next 26 seasons. 26 seasons. <laughs> a lot of content coming yeah. at you, folks. Yeah, there is not a lack of content on this subject. Wonderfully. Yeah, uh, I'm learning so much about you breaking down the origin because I didn't I didn't know any of this that you're saying. Yeah, and it's yeah. completely different from mine. It's notes. interesting, right? I feel like a C student compared to you right now. <laughs> no, because you're gonna bring out your A package here in a minute, and I'm gonna be like, oh, do, do. no, I'll just spitball some improv and <laughs> okay. laugh at myself. That's, I mean, you that's do that I'm well, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I have an image in my head. Let me tell you guys what it looks like to me. <laughs> So um, back back to it. Not, I mean, there's not a whole lot more information that I was able to find really about this. Just talking a little bit about um, gnomes being earth creatures. Um, so they were said to embody the desire to work with physical matter, transforming the world uh, so that it can truly have lasting value. And uh, mermaids, or the undines, um, were the spirits of the water, and they increased our ability to feel and have access to love. And then um, it was, so water is the supreme medium. They, they identified that, which when, and I think I've talked about this before, so if I have and I'm repeating myself, I apologize. Um, but like when I feel most connected to my ability to get information is when I'm meditating in my bathtub. Oh, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I did a shower meditation today when my uh, kid was taking a nap. Yeah. And oh, man. That, but I'm also an Aquarius, and right. I've studied Aquarius for a long time, so right. I understand yeah. even down to the symbol of, like, what the water represents yeah. coming out and being a water carrier and knowing, like, wanting to share knowledge and spread yeah. knowledge and having a vision versus a desire, like, all that fun yeah. stuff. But you're absolutely right. Like, if you talk about water, even though I am still a little scared of bodies of water, like, big bodies of See, water. See, I'm attracted. I want to be around oceans. Like, if I could no, just I live. No, I want to. Yeah. I'm saying I understand I have a fear that wants to prevent me from going and doing it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You you understand yeah. that you have the fear. Like, I have the Understood. fear. Because I used to play in water all the time. Mm-hmm. And then this one time we had a little bit of a drowning accident in the Mississippi and it was just kind of a nice lesson in mother Mm -hmm. nature's power Mm -hmm. and always being aware of it. Um, But still then, like, I mean, going to the ocean, the oceans are beautiful. I'm drawn Uh, to it. The next thing that I love in an ocean are sharks. Mm. And I love sharks so much that I know their feeding schedules, when they eat, what they eat, where they hang out, the top 10 list. So don't talk to you during Shark Week is what I hear. Well, <laughs> that's the great thing about streaming services is Disney True. Disney Plus put it on their streaming platform before it actually aired like on people direct tv and stuff oh. so i came home like a week before shark week even started <laughs> and you were and done. i and yeah. i was diving into it and i i i'm a snob now i pick and choose i've been watching it for so long and i used to buy the dvds too just so i could rewatch them mm-hmm. but now i mean you can get content wherever you want now carrying around dvds cds and all of that <laughs> stuff is it, Unless you're collecting that, that's it. That's so last century. Yeah, I, I sold all of my Shark Week DVDs because I, I can stream them all on Disney+. Plus. Right. But yeah, yeah I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Shark Week person. Like, yeah. I, I already have plans to get, like, a tiger shark tattoo on the next nice. sleeve that I'm doing. Mm. I just haven't figured out if I'm going to have her mouth open up on my hand. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm going to do a hand tattoo the next time. Are you really? Yeah, the next, yeah. I don't think I have the guts for a hand tattoo. Oh, every time I get one more paycheck that gets me further away from the society that tells me that I can't have tattoos, I get another one. Yeah. I signed up several months ago now to get my whole back done. And it's still over a year away before I get started because this artist is so popular. Mm Mm-hmm. And he only works. And it's going to take almost a year to do. He works on one person a day. Yeah, that's what I like—the mm-hmm. dedicated big projects. Yeah, I have a dude back home. His his name's Adam. He's been tattooing me forever, um, and I basically was like, "My body is yours. I'm going to come back to you whenever I need like some sick pieces." And he does some stencils. I have like maybe three stencils on my arm of like and stuff I actually wanted, else? and we freehand everything wow. else. So before we did my sleeve, I came into the studio, and he's like, "Dude." I woke up at like three in the morning last night and I just woke up and started drawing your tattoo. Like I had a dream about it. He's like, we're just like, whoa, I just know what we're going to do. And I sat down and he just drew a permanent Mm -hmm. marker. I'm like, go crazy, dude. I love your mind. Yeah. So then from that moment on, we just really love like building art together and Mm -hmm. putting it on my body. So he's doing a whole back piece for me too. Is he really? That's awesome. Um, So uh, yeah, literally like whenever I call and can go back home and start doing it, he is booked up too, thanks to you know all of covid getting everything booked up but yeah he always squeezes me in and i really appreciate it that's awesome yeah and if you ever want to be a sponsor i would probably like do a trade sponsor or like <laughs> in quotes <laughs> trade sponsor yeah because i already plan on just talking about stuff that i love outside of sponsorships yeah. where i'm like i'm never gonna ask you to pay me but i'm gonna talk about you all the time yeah and tag you all the time right <laughs> Yeah, but I guess tattoos should be another episode because I'm all like sharks, tattoos, (laughs) cotton candy. All right, back to elementals. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So we were okay. So the mermaids, um, you know, the water, access to love, um, so um, refined sensuality. Let's see here. What else? That's better. I mean, there's of course there's a lot more, but that's kind of the big ones. Um, Then we have the sylphs, which. they're the beings of air, and um, <laughs> they're arrogant expressions of the world, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, they're ascendant energy. They're sublime. Um, they're invisible. They're light. I think of them like angels. That's kind of what I picture when I think of a self. I was going to – I higher dimensional is just what kept coming to my mind when you were mm-hmm. talking about them, just like how ethereal mm-hmm. they feel when you're describing them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool, okay. <laughs> well, I'll look out for you. Right. Um, so they're they're said to be um, beings of great beauty and harmony phys- physically and intellectually, and they dominate the arts. Then we have salamanders, which are fire elements, and their expression of will, power, intensity, um, spiritual and erotic, and um, which I think just means powerful. Yeah, you think so? See, I, I always have associated like fire with sexual energy. Yeah, but it's the most powerful. So like heart and sexual energy is going to be the most powerful. That's mm-hmm. why they're both the most abused in the world. Oh. So if you think about the way that like sex is looked at, especially in our culture mm-hmm. and how like either women are over sexualized or men. Never mind. I'm not getting into men, but. Just the way that the culture is set up and the way that sex is set up Mm -hmm. compared to ancient texts, what I've studied, um, and even just looking at the way that other countries view it, practice it, and even like honor the divine feminine, so to speak. Right. You could get into tantra, yoni massages, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's the most sacred and powerful energy. And a lot of people are doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. They're doing it just just to orgasm. They're right. not understanding the full magnitude of what their body can do and mm-hmm. their body can connect with another person. The energy exchange that the happens. The energy exchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think people are so used to the toxic energy exchange culture, the hookup culture, the mm-hmm. tender culture, that it, I, if you would step away from the desire of it for a minute, you would realize that there's so much more to it than just, you know, doing it real quick. Right. But it is really, really powerful. Well, yeah, it's powerful energy. It's, it's creative energy. It's where your worthiness comes from Mm -hmm. all of that. It's great to protect it and not just like you're a virgin, protect yourself, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. It's protect your energy, Well, protect your energy and and understand when someone's just coming in to take something from you Mm -hmm. versus do a mutual exchange. Right. And then, you know, go up to the heart energy. You're getting into unconditional love, Jesus Christ, Violet Light, Kuan Yin. Right. St. Germain, St. Anthony. I'm sorry. You got to stop me. Stop. Stop. (laughs) So, yeah. Very powerful energies. Very powerful energies. And, um, you know, those are are pretty much the energies that were talked about and what was explained in some of the research I did. There was a little talk about fairies. Um, What I hear about fairies, so I can't really point to a resource or anything, um, is different than what I researched in what so what it came up and it said things that you know they were like here to help us release negative energies um you know there are different thought forms that absorb um or cause their own means of things to happen and you know they talked about them like really kindly but when i hear people talk about it they're like don't talk to the fairies don't work with the fairies don't you know and and i'm just kind of i so i don't know <laughs> well i think that's uh how am I trying to say that? It reminds me of when I was looking at like mermaid stories, just not like realm mermaids. Mm-hmm. Like when she was talking about the elemental realm right. and her soul origin and like she's seen I could herself. find nothing on realms. Like yeah, I, it no, was, I'm, it's probably, it was it's all probably video not games. out there. It's, yeah. pro- it's probably like druid-like. Yeah, it probably is out there. It's just it's there's so many video games that you can't find like what people have researched about them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was saying before that, though. Sorry. Sorry. I do that to you all the time. Yeah. And then I go back and edit and I'm like, this sounds like, why didn't fucking I finish that? stupid. <laughs> I didn't finish that. Okay. So we were talking about fairies and realms. Oh, and okay. What she that's was what I was going to say yeah. is when I was talking, when I was just looking at like mermaid stuff on earth, you know, yeah. sightings in Haiti, sighting in Jamaica and the mm-hmm. Caribbean here, 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 here. Um, like actual physical mermaid actual sightings. Actual physical mermaid sightings. Not the mystical elemental. Yeah. You have some people that are like, oh, hey, they talk to me. I communicate with them. They're super nice to me, but they can be mean to other people. And then you have other people that are like, oh, we don't walk on the beach. Uh, We just found a skeleton. No. Like if you hear someone singing along the beach, really pretty, brushing your hair somewhere, like (laughs) run. Because they say that they'll drag you under and they'll like make you their human slave. And they Mm -hmm. take you so far down into the ocean that the only way for you to come back up is for them to take you. Mm. So then, like, of course, I went down a rabbit hole of abduction stories of mermaids and tribes Mm. and rituals and voodoo and just looking into whatever anybody wants to share with me. Mm -hmm. Don't want to, you know, piss off any closed practices. (laughs) Just super curious how everybody's interpreting the world around them, basically. Um, So I kind of feel the same way with fairies. I've I've heard, uh, I think if they, like, come to you, like, good for you, and if you're open to it, like, cool Mm -hmm. but yeah if you're 14 on tiktok and you're trying to connect with fairies (laughs) 
What? Go talk to your mama. Stop. <laughs> yeah. My mom, yeah. like, my mom had to deal with some weird shit with me being her kid, <laughs> but never in my life <laughs> was I like, mom, I'm going to go outside and, like, put honey outside and talk to fairies. Right. And again, like, I grew up, I grew up in nature, like, talk, yeah. talking with, with the plants. Yeah. You know? My mom, um, I was sleeping one day on the couch, and I overheard my mom talking to one of those, like, teen places they send troubled people to you know like troubled teens mm. and she was talking to them about how They're she thinks i'm right on now. drugs and she thinks i'm a satan worshiper and oh God. like none of this was true like absolutely like i i know you none of this is true right but she felt this was true about me and she was getting ready to have me kidnapped and sent off to troubled teen camp and Why i and i confronted her i'm like mom what the what the hell man I know we don't like each other, but this is a little much. See, and my mom, God bless her, one of my favorite stories that we still like to bring up. Um, I was sitting at home on the couch one night just like wondering what I was going to do. And um, she comes home from work. And I'm actually living at this at the house. I'm like much older than the age of 18, but I can't remember. It's like <laughs> yeah. early 20s where, yeah. you're, where you're like, I know I'm an adult and I could go to jail if I did anything wrong, but I'm really not ready to accept I'm an adult. So right. I'm like in this weird like space. Yeah. Of, you need to treat me like an adult. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. But take care of me. But anyway, so like my, my mom owned the house and I was staying there and she came back to like mow it or something and we were talking and she's like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, I'll probably just go, you know, hang out with my friends. Nothing crazy. She's like, okay. You know, and then like I left. And at 5.30 in the morning, I send her a picture of an exit sign that says Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, my God. Did you know you were going to Nashville? Well, you? not at the time. I mean, like, I kind of was, like, pondering. Uh, one, of, one of my friends lived there at the time, and we had just been, like, I think we were Snapchatting the night before, yeah. just like, hey, where are you at? What are you doing? What does your life look like right you now? You want to head to Nashville? No, nothing <laughs> like that. Um, the, the pictures that I got sent, like, I, I remember I was standing in a bar or uh, down the street from where I lived, and I liked what his Snapchats looked like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why, am I, why don't I just go there and see it myself? I've <laughs> always wanted to go to Nashville anyways. Yeah. Fuck it. I've never been to Nashville. I want to go. Well, but that sounds like an exciting night. Yeah, so then we, we ended up going there. Two of my friends, just like we hopped in one of my friend's car. We grabbed another friend and was like, dude, fuck it. Let's go to Nashville. And we're just going to do a 24-hour turn in Burton. We're just going to go walk down Broadway, hang out, do whatever we want to do, turn around and go back. Well, why my friend ended up getting us a hotel room because by the time we got there, I was <laughs> Someone tired. Someone needed a nap. Yeah, I was tired. Yeah. So it ended up being like a really fun just free spirited trip yeah that's and I, awesome and i think it all started just by like us randomly just being like what are you doing in life right now and now i know why you like going in vans so much <laughs> like just going in a van and well when landon, and, when landon and i got together um and i was trying to explain myself to him to where i would fit into human context <laughs> right um <laughs> i was i just randomly said you know if we move in together you know i i like I like to travel sometimes spontaneously. So, you know, we've been together for a couple of years. You wake up, there's a suitcase by the door and I'm just standing there. 
I'm not leaving you. I'll be back. Yeah. If I'm leaving you, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I I just sometimes like to randomly take trips places. And I think in the beginning, you know, even before we moved together, he was like, yeah, no, I I get it. You know, you're a little vagabonds. I get it. You've you've been bouncing around the whole time I've known you. But now we're together. I'm like, hey, I want to go do this. He's like, you do? (laughs) I mean, like, yes, I'll support you. But you want to do something together? I'm like, yeah. That's Eventually. cool. That's yeah. cool. But you know, like <laughs> the ideas still come to me. Even yeah. though like he's come into my life. I, I didn't change that part of myself yeah. when he came in. No, so I totally I'm not gonna, get that. Yeah, I'm not gonna shut down parts of myself. You're going to get to know me. And if you don't like that, well, we'll figure something else out. Yeah. But he's always kind of known that I'll I'll do that. I have Monroe now, so I can't just like go to Nashville. Hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't just like pop up and be like, hey. Yeah. And by the way, kids yours for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. The music's calling. Yeah. I can't really do that anymore. But that is one of my favorite, like, free spirit. This is my life. Mm-hmm. I am mine type energy. And I I tell a lot of people, honestly, because yeah. there's a lot of people that are like, I never thought about just getting in my car and driving, like, where I actually wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, I the, did that. The same kind of thing, like, not really understanding happened earlier this year when I was like, okay, I'm taking off in a minivan and I'm going to sleep in it and I'm going to California and I'm going to Sedona. Yes. And my husband's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? And I'm like, and he's like, don't you want us to go? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> but no, like I need it to be me. I want it to be just yeah. me. And he's, Definitely. And, and that just didn't really, there was, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't understand this. What do you mean? And, and I think it's just kind of the difference between, you know, it doesn't mean I don't love you. It means what I really want is some me time and I want to work on my own development. And I can't do that when there's other people around and I have to worry about, you know, if, am oh, I making sure time, my kids are fed? To, and, yeah, is it time yeah. to eat? What mm-hmm. time is it now? Because if I'm going to go out on my own little like spiritual journey, yeah. wherever I'm going to go and like wander, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not worried about when I want to eat because my body will tell me mm-hmm. and I'll probably find a a bag of nuts somewhere, a right. banana. It's, <laughs> I'll find something that yeah. will sustain me through what I'm doing. I'm yeah. not, you don't worry about normal 3D shit when you're on that. Yeah. So it's really, I think that's the hardest part to explain is like, yeah. I need to go wander. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's go wander with you. No, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, I'm literally just going to go. I go. Going, I have yeah. money in my pocket. And I used to do that all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, and I would rarely pack a bag. I would have uh, snacks for at least two days in my purse. I would have like enough water. Mm-hmm. But I traveled to enough places where there's always like Walmart's, Goodwill's, yeah. gas stations. And like there's places to fuel up and do all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, get out there and just explore. Yeah. Really just yeah. be whimsical about it. Yeah. And I, I mean, if I'm being honest, my trip was supposed to be three weeks and I came back in like a week and a half. Yeah, but everything was family. closed down. It was all closed down. COVID had really put a crimp in it. And so it kind of and it was really I, I went in February, which it was cold. Well, now you're just talking human because, yeah. again, they're yeah. like, hey, you have to go. <laughs> I was, and it had built up so much that I'm like, I'm going for three freaking weeks. Yeah. You know, and maybe if I would have just planned a week. You know, and it then been and fine. then been like, you know, I think yeah. I'm going to stay longer. Right, that's what I did because yeah. I I used to be like, oh, I'm going to stay there forever, and then I put this weird expectation in my head mm. where I was like, well, we have all this time, so it's kind of like, 
Yeah, it was definitely like, expectations to, got in my way. Yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I building in my mind that I can't finish a sentence for? Right. Well, and one of the most amazing things is that when I was on that trip, what I figured out was, you know, I'm here searching. I'm trying to find myself again. I'm trying to find my connection. I'm trying to, you know, searching, 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 searching. Where is it? And what I really figured out, and it was when I was in Sedona, is there's nothing to search for. It is all already within you, right where you are. It's mm-hmm. not at the ocean. It's not on the top of a rock. It's right here with you right now. And and that really came to me very clearly. And so I didn't I didn't feel like I needed the rest of the trip to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, you have that free will. And so then the trip turned into me for it was a vacation at that point. And then that's when I was like, well, hey, I don't want to be on vacation unless my family's here. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's super freaking cute. Yeah. Super cute. So anyway, back to elementals. I'm like, mm, <laughs> another another wonderful tree branch. Yeah. Dude, did you have anything else over there? You know, that's really all that I could find. Like I said, it was that's really okay. difficult. I just want to make sure you're done. Yeah, no, I'm um, finished with my part. So uh, I have this wonderful lady named Bella mm. that I go and talk to, Miss Bella Dessa. And she recommended a book called The Silver Wheel. Mm-hmm. It's by uh, Ellen Tom. Tompkins. Now, Bella's the woman who you went to when she told you about the dragon, right? Uh, well, no, Connie told Sha- you first. No, Shauna did Reiki on my knee injury when I tore my meniscus. Okay, but you had found out about the dragon when you went to Bella, right? No. No, gosh. Shauna told me about the dragon yeah. during a Reiki, Reiki's- a normal Reiki ceremony of, hey, my knee's messed up. Can you do some Reiki on me? Mm-hmm. And she does the whole body scan thing. And she's like, um, do you believe in realms <laughs> and like dragons and all of that stuff? She's like, where are you at? Yeah. And I hadn't had anybody for probably a year ask me where, like, where are you at right now? Yeah. Like in your breaking process, yeah. like how open are you? Yeah. Um, and that's where I realized that I didn't believe in that, that I didn't, I hadn't gone that far. It's so funny you say that. I know that you have a purpose and you want to talk about this book, but I think it's important to kind of say, like, I'm in that place. As I'm doing this research and I hear people talk about it, I'm very much like, I can understand that. I can be open to it. I hear what you're telling me. Yeah, I don't turn into a dick who thinks you're crazy immediately. Right, right. I'm like, okay, freak, and then disregards everything out of your mouth afterwards because you're open to something that's so ludicrous to them. Right, but I am not at the point where they're conceptual or actually real for me. Like, for me, it's like, let's go talk about this thing that, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about. And, yeah, it's it's this thought. It's mm-hmm. a thought to me. Mm-hmm. It's not a physical thing, which I know to a lot of people it is a physical thing. And It's a feeling for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a recycled energy that I recognize um, through everything that I've studied, especially the way that I felt. Uh, just like when I was a kid, when I thought that I was seeing apparitions and then people would tell me I wasn't. Right. Um, and the. See, the, to me, that's real. Like that's a physical thing. But I'm talking about the feeling right. that you feel mm-hmm. versus you knowing that you saw something and then going and someone going, oh, no, you didn't and shutting you down. Right. So then right. you go back, you go back before they did that to you mm-hmm. and you go to that feeling because that feeling was pure. Right before that exterior force, that before exterior told, someone energy told you don't feel that came way. in and told you not to feel that way, mm-hmm. based on their beliefs, their programming, their agenda for you, whatever mm-hmm. at the time. So right. I go back to that feeling, and I was like, oh well, that was pure. That was my inner voice. That was my connection. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow that voice. Right. So then that voice led me past apparitions and lost. 
you know, just back and forth over and over. So in a lot of my research, some of it doesn't really, it doesn't feel good. I don't know how to say that any different. Yeah. Um, but it's recognizable cyclical energy that I've been able to pick up on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's as easy as like knowing knowing your dead grandma just came to visit because her perfume is in the air. Mm-hmm. It's it's a recognition like that that I have. And again, back to um, I build languages with things that come to me now. Mm-hmm. Who am I to say if you're real or not? Because right. I live in the most programmed, fucked up society ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure bunch of horror stories out there i am (laughs) speaking from privilege in america i get that yeah what i'm saying from an observational standpoint the mindset the fact that uh the eyes can't see when the mind is blind that's Mm -hmm. the time that we live in we're at the we're at the age of aquarius where everything dark is going to come to light false things will fall Mm -hmm. so knowing that i'm in those times i'm really not scared to walk into any paradox right like our opening season has to do with pagan origin elementals we get into mermaids we you know mediums and channeling i think is pretty pretty good like people are like oh that's okay that's cool if you believe it yeah but if you go up to someone and you're like you might have been an elf yeah you know they'll probably think of like will ferrell at this point (laughs) right you know and then like start quoting stuff from there so i don't i really at this point don't mind like being the weird person in your mind well you're not the weird person in my mind i just i don't have a connection to the truth of it yeah and and Mm -hmm. i i don't i uh i observe i don't attach Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i've noticed especially with my uh persuasive and passionate speaking (laughs) which i adore thank you (laughs) um that it, it is easy for me to portray the way that I talk like I I am invested in this. I believe in this. This is right. my belief type right, thing. Right, right. If someone wanted to have a conversation about my beliefs, I think it would be a very long conversation and it would. <laughs> and it would change along the it, process. It would, it would for me. Yeah, it would be like a <laughs> super chopin, open, yeah. chosen, open dialogue. <laughs> Um, and that's just kind of where I sit with it. I always get a little nervous before we do episodes that are out of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. whether they're informational or not, but the elementals is still really new to me. Right. And again, I didn't know about them. I I tore my meniscus. Um, I didn't really want to go through the whole Western process because they probably would have told me surgery. I needed surgery Mm -hmm. and I just, I'm fucking past that. If my legs broke, maybe I'll call you, but (laughs) I'm I'm good. I have a chiropractor. One of my best friends is a doctor. I called him immediately. And uh, when I was able to walk without crutches about a week later, um, I just happened to take Andy and Tiffany to the New Age Center. And when I happened to come across the lady doing Reiki that day that had an opening and wanted me to come in, I was just like, okay. So yeah, it, it bounced against my core belief. And I went mm-hmm. home about as confused as when I met you, though. So it was comforting because <laughs> yeah. I, I was You're like, I know this. Feeling. Yeah, I was back to the I don't fucking know any fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I am nothing. This is meaningless. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like it just kind of like ding, mm-hmm. hits you. And you're like, oh, I really wasn't planning on doing this this week. But I guess that's the really fun part is every time I think I have something planned out and I'm on a specific like I guess I put my blinders on again. Because I'll just act like a squirrel. Give me 10 bucks. I'll read them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, I need to focus on this really hardcore. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun researching and just being able to find people open enough to talk about it. Right. Versus having a contradictory conversation of why why is it necessary for you to believe in this and talk about this? Mm-hmm. There's, there's many other things that you could be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which again brings me to a cute little quote on my notebook that I'll wrap up with before I really want to go read the Silverwell thing. And um, the biggest thing for me, especially with breaking my core beliefs or retesting them is, um, you know, who told me who told me the truth that I have in my mind now? Who who helped me create my personality? Who was that? Because we have to understand that you're being programmed. Right. From from the day we're born, we're being told how to think, how to act, how to believe, how to exist. Yes. And then at one point we turn our mind and go, I created this for myself. No, you didn't. This is what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to examine that. Yeah. So it's like, what is real? What is not? So I decided, especially after this, you know, Akashic remembering Mm -hmm. is what I like to coin it now after meeting Greg Braden and Gaia. Um, it's going back to all the versions of myself and knowing that I am fully capable of feeling, thinking, and speaking for all forms of myself. So I'll go back to the earliest form of my inner child that I can go to. And, you know, I can ask her what she believes in and what she sees in. Mm-hmm. I could go to my teenage self. I can go to the parts of my trauma where I stopped growing and I, I figure out what came in or who came in that mm-hmm. stopped me from being me. Mm-hmm. And you got you got to go and you got to pick those bricks back up. Mm-hmm. And if you got to carry them with you for a little bit to figure out why they're stuck in you, then you do that. But right. it's a it's an everyday thing. And the elementals, just like meeting Dolores Cannon's research, really, really tested my boundaries mm-hmm. because it was further than I thought that I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm really comfortable with kind of anything that comes to me. I'm I'm really. uh really hungry for all the knowledge Mm -hmm. that's a great place to be though yeah well i feel like it just gets sent to you like you just vibe a little higher and then you know you attract it to you Mm -hmm. everything is a frequency that you get to go to Mm -hmm. so back to the silver wheel though um i just kind of have the book description i want to provoke people to go read it i haven't read it yet which is why i don't want to get too into it i Mm -hmm. got recommended my friend walked me through some of the stories I don't really remember at the time, which is weird because I remember everything. So right. I pulled up the book description. Um, it says, Shaman and Reiki healer uses her knowledge and experience from a personal journey to an ancient forest in Wales to draw readers into an understanding of the legends surrounding the elven people and the mythical ancient land of Lemuria. If you don't know what Lemuria is, that is not this episode. <laughs> Maybe another time, but go Google it. Lemuria. But uh, while on her pilgrimage, she allegedly discovered a deerskin book created by ancient elves. She uh, creatively weaves together stories of her time in the forest with lessons from the book to show how someone on a spiritual journey can benefit from its teachings. Those teachings relate to themes such as feeling connected with one another and the elements of the earth, understanding one's own destiny and calling, and appreciating the value of a peaceful heart. Throughout the book, her beautifully written and descriptive imagery gives a sense of actually experiencing the forest and rituals of ancient Lemuria with the author. For those with belief in elven powers and willing to learn, this book will be a welcome invitation to your collection. Um, I can't get too much further than that because, again, I, I just love studying people that are actually open enough to... Build a connection with that realm. Yeah, I I'm, I agree. I think I'm, when we talked with Shauna that day, mm-hmm. 
it was it was really enlightening. It was I I loved it, and I think you know I hope that there's a lot more information coming out about it eventually when people you know start studying it and understanding it more. That isn't Legend of Zelda. I think with everything that's true, like the true true, like if realms are true, mm-hmm. so like let me just speak from that mindset. Like if realms are true, if aliens are true, if this, if that, mm-hmm. you know, if it is truth, then it will come out. Yeah. Um, people will be called forth to bring that truth, and it's whether they have the courage to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a world that's made us so comfortable that we can deny ourselves so easily. Mm-hmm. You know, couples um, have the most thing that couples have in common that I- I've heard from couples talking to couples is, um, oh, my God, what are you watching on Netflix right now? We're binging this together and then we binge this separately. Mm. And it's I get like it's like a cultural conversation. You want to go out and see what everybody's doing. But it's really hard for me to go and have conversations like that. Um, all the time because they just seem like really shallow. Mm -hmm. Like that's the best way that I can put it. I'm like, I don't want to tell you, I did not come out to eat so I can tell you what I'm watching on Netflix. Right. And I like interacting with people on a, you know, a much deeper level. Mm -hmm. I also think it's because like, I don't know. I just, I feel deeper on an, on like a daily level that I don't really understand. Well, I'm like spaced out sometimes or I'm like creating in my mind. Yeah. I like that you really called forward the if you have the courage to deliver the message that you've been called to deliver. Mm. Um, I think it's poignant. I'm using big words. I'm proud of you. That's like a 75 cent word. (laughs) So I think it's um, poignant for you to do that on our last episode of season one. Because we are calling people yeah, to deliver their message to the world through us, through this podcast. Yeah. Just, you know, keep keep it all related. Keep yeah. it, keep us all together. Show we're all connected. Mm-hmm. We need to know what people want to hear. And we need people that are going to deliver that message to people. Because we're not experts. Yeah, I but think you we can't come that. on here and be mean. No. Can't be mean. Can't <laughs> hate people. Can't preach right. it. Right. Can't preach hate. Yeah, yeah. But we do, you know, we need people that are going to come on here. And and we have a lot of people lined up. We have a lot of people lined up, but I don't want to discourage people from writing in. Absolutely. Um, Because it will help us determine, like, even what episodes are going to come in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, you know, 75 people say, hey, by the way, I'd really like to learn about chakras because I don't know enough. Guess okay, what? so <laughs> I was thinking about this because we did five guests and five informational episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, so if we do, if we split the seasons like that every time, we went from 13 to 26 seasons in mm-hmm. just a decision, which I'm <laughs> right. not mad about because I want to do this till the day I die. Right. Um, but I was also thinking like, we're going to discern the difference between us knowing that we don't have to do an information episode every time because we have some people lined up mm-hmm. where their sole freaking purpose is to come on and educate you and I mm-hmm. and tell that story and blow that. So I'm like, 
I was thinking well, about that. I think, I'm like, I know we'll go well over past 26 seasons. I know yeah. I just shared on my Facebook because that's what we did. Yeah. But I'm like, like my friend Nick, who's going to come on in season two, he'll probably be a four hour episode where you're <laughs> like, I'm going to take another lap because I'm not getting out of my car. Right. And I will not do a follow up on him because yeah. he's a showstopper. He's a mic dropper. Yeah. He says stuff that you're like, dang. <laughs> so I'm like, huh, this this format that I keep telling myself I have to fit the mold into, I just keep breaking every time we record a new episode or come up <laughs> with a new branding or new something or that. I'm like, I just love that it's ours and nobody's coming in and telling us like, oh, no, you have to do it that way. Mm-hmm. The way that you're, you translate everything and show us your amazing art and marketing and branding capabilities. <laughs> and I just... I mean, just put a microphone in front of me and give me a subject. Yeah. yeah. It's turning into like, whose line is it anyway for me? <laughs> Cheyenne's. It's always Cheyenne. Shooting the shit with Cheyenne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the follow-up show. Yep. Podcast look, two. Look out for that. Yeah, I'm going to be like Sam Tripoli. I talk so much, I need like six podcasts and three <laughs> blogs. I don't know. He does tinfoil hats. You should definitely check him out. I yeah. listen to him at work. Yeah. But um, so I picked a song today. To etherically float us out of this episode. The elemental episode. The elemental overview, recap, tree branch. If you've been listening, you understand that we don't walk a direct line through the subject. We weave you in and out of whatever pops in our head and the subjects Mm -hmm. that we wrote down in our notes. Mm -hmm. But we do appreciate you hanging on and hanging out with us. Please, And thank uh, you for making it all the way through season one. Yeah, We are excited to get started and bring you season two. Season two is going to be coming out in 2022. I'm not going to tell you the month yet because we're still deciding because we don't on know. <laughs> well, we're still deciding on when to releasing it and getting yeah. getting our deadline. Yeah, as right? quickly as possible. We know that much. Yeah, but we really appreciate you listening. And this is called "Float Away" from Neo Vi. Uh, drive safe, be safe, go hug a stranger.